This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm feeling like it's actually summer as I'm recording this intro. All three of my kids are officially out of school. They have started summery things, whether that's a job, uh, the summer sports season, one went away to camp. And so I just feel like the summer energy is real. Um, and I get to really move into this season and really be intentional about that. And I'm super excited. I'm going to be talking more about that in coming weeks. So here on the podcast in July, and we're starting a few days before July, but in July, for the month of July, on Wednesdays, when I'm talking to amazing guests, we are going to focus on entrepreneurship this month. And I'm going to move around topics, actually. I am always trying to simplify, make things run well so that I too can live a life of balance, just like I'm trying to step up and inspire others to do. I really, it's important to me that I'm walking my talk and I'm not just making this stuff up. And so we recently just started getting so many inquiries um, about podcast guesting. And so I just needed to simplify it for myself and I themed things out just so I could see the cadence and, and create a balanced experience for you all. So July is going to be Entrepreneurship Month, and I'm really excited. If you're not an entrepreneur, don't worry. We're also starting in July um, because the simplification of interviews gave me a little bit of extra space. So in July, we're starting Friday episodes, and the next few of those are going to be about food and wellness, and then we're moving into some episodes on planning and home. So we're going to cover all the topics. Um, over the grand scheme of things, but the Wednesday episodes for the next four or five are going to be about entrepreneurship. And I'm super excited. And just so you know, that doesn't always mean that you have to be an entrepreneur. In fact, our guest today has an amazing story of motherhood and balancing that with her corporate career and following her intuition and really listening each step of the path, both in well, I'm going to give away this part, leaving her corporate career and stepping into entrepreneurship and, and what that really meant for her her family and her budget and her as a mother and all the different parts. So I find it's sometimes helpful to hear other people's stories too. And here's why I want to spend some time on entrepreneurship. So essentially what I've noticed in serving all the women in Flow 365 is that a lot of times around work, what we're doing is we're supporting women who are getting either they've gotten lost in work. And sometimes that's from like literally loving what they do. So very often we do get entrepreneurs in Flow 365 who like literally love what they do so much that they would do it all day, every day, paid or unpaid, all the different things, right? So they love their work, but it's consuming them to a point where they're not taking care of their bodies, they're not doing the things at home they want, they're not nurturing their relationships or being the mom they want to be, whatever it is, it's different for everybody. Um, but that's a real thing that, that women deal with, especially the women who find us, is this idea of getting lost in work. And some of us haven't gotten lost in work yet, but have more of a fear of getting lost in work. Um, because sometimes the getting lost in work, like if we're there or we're not there, it's like we think we're supposed to. We're, we think we have to choose between all these things. We could have work or be a good mom. We could 
be good at our job or we could be healthy, right? Like we're always picking one or the other thing. And I really believe in the power of and. I really believe that we can do amazing work in this world and really be amazing mothers and wives and friends and daughters and also take care of our homes and take care of our bodies. I I really do believe that we can have it all. It just takes thinking about things in a different way. And so it's really important to me to give, you know, you you all know me, unless you're new around here, in which case you'll get the gist. But I'm all about super practical things and also intuition and magic and just merging those two things. Because to me, that is that is the feminine way of planning. So we're going to talk about work as a way to create more balance. And a lot of times when we're talking about work, you're going to either be inspired or you're going to learn some new tips that make your work easier. But I really want you all to feel like you can balance your work with your self-care and motherhood and caring for aging parents and decluttering and eating well and sleeping well and moving your bodies and traveling and just doing all the things that that your hearts desire. Obviously, not all at the same time. So around here, we're not here to create like Instagram-worthy planner pages. I always cringe a little bit when I see those because I know that you all are watching those and thinking that your pages have to be perfect. (laughs) Um, And we're not planning to stay busy all the time, right? That is not why we are planning. And we're not planning to really get you out of flow and feel like you're in the moment. In fact, planning kind of does the opposite. We're Planning means that you're willing to be aware of what's happening. It means that you're willing to get messy. And it means you're willing to really live from what your future wants of you right now and becoming really conscious of how you want to spend your precious hours and spend them that way, right? And staying in the flow of your most wise self. So, It's not about constriction. And so I'm really excited to be talking about entrepreneurship and being open with the the episodes that we have planned are just really cool because we're going to hear real stories of journeys along with strategies that have worked. And in fact, one of our guests really feels like she's in the middle of her next evolution. And I just always think that that's so fun. And I'm so grateful when people are will share their stories in this vulnerable way because I think that's what we really need to do as women. So you're going to hear from our amazing guest today. I'm going to introduce her officially in one second. Her name is Ina Coveney, and she's a great, great, she's a, a business coach to coaches. And I'm excited for her to share her story, as I've already told you. And why I'm excited for you to learn from her, like she's going to give you some great tips. She's going to give you some real strategies. But what I really want you to pay attention to in my chat with her is her excitement, her excitement in each step. And so whether you take her exact strategies or not, really pay attention to how she learns from her mistakes and how she gets herself back to a positive mindset and just even pay attention to the energy and mindset that she's showing up with with us today as we get to know her. So Ina Coveney is a business coach, and she is the host of her podcast, which is called the Global Phenomenon Podcast. And she helps up-and-coming online coaches monetize their tiny audiences through organic lead generation strategies before they invest time and money in audience growth. Ina reached six figures in her business before ever cracking 1,000 followers on any of her platforms, and her mission is to help coaches do the same. And I'm super excited to have her here. I feel like one of those things that takes us out of our business center and really 
creates a lot more work, a lot more hours of work for us is all the bright, shiny objects that are out there. Do this, do that, grow your following, do this channel, do that. And Ina's, you'll see that Ina's take is just so sort of practical and doable. And in fact, she did it with two little babies um, when she started. So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Ina on the show. Hello, Ina. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hi, Mia. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. So it's funny because we met in this like weird way <laughs> where somebody was like, you should meet this girl, Ina. And then I was like staring at your face. Like she looks so familiar. And it ended up that, you know, we had a colleague in, um, in common from way, way, way back when, when I think my kids were little and long before you had them. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your path. Um, as a mom and with work and how those two sort of coincided and have landed you where you are today. Yeah. So, yeah. So we met at a, like a holiday party. We were sitting at the same table and I remember us talking about kids eating healthier and everything because we were having trouble with my son eating vegetables and things like that. It's like, yeah, introducing you like in the coaching universe was like a weird dissonance, but I'm so, so glad that we like connected, um, that we connected. So yeah. So back then when we met, that was about 2013. That was 10 years ago. Mia, we've right, known each other know. for 10 years. Isn't that weird? Um, <laughs> so that was 10 years ago where I worked in corporate. I, I grew up thinking that the corner office was the only way to be happy. Right. My both my parents were corporate, uh, both in IT. So I got a computer science degree. Then eventually I got my MBA and I'm like, OK, so let's go and rock the corporate world. And I just started to get really scared as time went by that I wasn't quitting my job yet because uh, it's not like I was completely happy. This was before we met. I was working at the same company that had hired me out of college and I stayed with them for a good seven years, seven to eight years after I graduated. And I could see that every year I wanted to quit and do something else, but I never did. And I started to get scared that one day I was just going to wake up at 65, still working at the same company and not having ever done anything differently in my life. And I thought that was probably the worst thing that could possibly happen. It's like, okay, so I hope there is such thing as reincarnation. I hope I get another shot at life because I totally wasted this one. So when I finally, I, I, my husband and I got married, which made it possible for me to even switch jobs. Uh, Cause yep. I, if you can tell from my accent, I'm from Venezuela and I, I wasn't born here. So I couldn't just wake up the next day and get another job. I needed a visa sponsorship. I needed, you know, all these things. So when my husband and I finally got married, I got a green card. It's like, oh, wow, freedom. Is this possible? Like, could I actually do something else? Um, So I finally did. I decided, okay, I'm just going to finish this and just just start something else. It was very hard. Changing jobs for the first time ever in your life is very, very hard. There's so many mindset blocks that you have about it. You don't want to leave this company that has been, quote unquote, loyal to you for so many years and give you so much training over the years. At the time that I was thinking about quitting, I was in a business trip in Norway. So talk about a guilt trip, feeling like, oh, they just took me to Norway and now I'm just going to quit on them. Like there's all these things in your head. Finally, I decided to quit and I move on to another job, which was great for six months, but then the last six months were not amazing. So I'm like, I did it once. I can do it again. So I quit my job again after one year in that company. And that's what landed me where you and I met at that company. Yes. And I was there for five years uh, and it was a great environment until at the end it was like, okay, but I really want to do something else. What does that look like? I changed jobs again. And then finally, when I was on maternity leave for my second son, I just got screwed over for the last time by my boss. Um, I was supposed to, not, not even supposed to, I was given a promotion 
to be the implementations manager for the company. And I went to talk to my boss. And at the time I was like nine months pregnant. And I went to talk to my boss and I told him, hey, so you've given me the new job letter. You have announced to the company that I'm now reporting to C-suite, right? You've done all those things, but we have not talked about the salary increase that should come with this job. And he tried to tell me that this wasn't a promotion, that no, you were just doing, you were doing project management before. This is still the same skill set. Therefore, it's the same thing, right? Oh like, my gosh. And I'm like, I'm looking at him and I had to really like explain to him as, a, like, as if he was a five-year-old, how this job was completely different. It was, it had a lot more client visibility. It had a lot more risk for the company. It was dealing with bigger teams. It was a, a bigger title. And I had to, after I listed all those things, I'm like, you do realize this is a promotion, right? Like, do we really have to argue that point? And he said, <sighs> you're going on maternity leave anyway. Like that was the argument to not give me a raise. Wow. So at the time I had been already making websites on the side for like little companies, like you know, a church here, a restaurant there, you know, yeah. and I happened to have made the website for an employment lawyer. So I sent him an email and I said, this just happened is that okay? Like, what are they doing? Is it legal? Like, if it's legal, that's fine. I'm just getting screwed over and that's just the way life is. But if it isn't, I need to know this. And he informed me, he's like, actually, they're not, legally, you're not supposed to withhold promotions or raises from women who are going on maternity leave for that reason. And he just kind of told you that reason. So yeah, what they're doing is not legal. How far do you want to take this? And that's where my mother and my husband were like, can you please just like have your baby? Remember, I'm nine months pregnant at this point. It's like, can you just have your baby? Because like, I don't know if anybody who hasn't been pregnant maybe doesn't really are not aware of this, but what's happening to you, it's being transferred to the baby. If you're releasing a bunch of stress hormones, this is getting passed through to the baby. Like it's not, it's not okay to just do, to just increase your levels of stress for you know, for whatever reason, it, if you want to have a, a good birth, if you want to have a healthy child, like you should be taking care of yourself uh, in, in more ways than one. So I decided, okay, for the health of the baby, for the health of my family, I'm going to put off this conversation. We'll talk about it when I get back. So I had my baby, everything was great, everything was fine. And then I got a call while I was on maternity leave to tell me that the male contractor that I had hired to backfill me while I was on maternity leave has, has been doing such a great job that he should probably just keep the job. And if I wouldn't mind going back to doing what I was doing before. Oh my goodness. That is insane. So, so that was your when, like welcome card out. <laughs> that's when I was like, I am not a newbie out of college anymore. Right. I have some agency in my decisions. I am. I was not born yesterday. I know that I have options. And at that point I had, you know, gotten a new job several times. So I knew that I could do this, right. If I could do it once I could right. do it again. So I talked to my husband and I told him, you know what I really want to do? So I don't really want to go and get another job. What I really want to do is do my own thing. I want to, I, I know the work ethic, the knowledge, the, the abilities that I have. And I want to hire myself to create a job that I love. And that is through entrepreneurship. That is through doing my own thing. So I told my husband, I said, okay, if I just don't get a job right away. I am going to quit because like, screw this. I am going to quit, but can I just do my own thing? And my husband's like, well, I, it would actually be kind of nice for you to stay home with the baby for a year. Right. And we looked at our finances. We were very careful about it because at that point he and I were making the same amount of money. So me not working meant slashing our income in half, which I don't care how much money anybody makes slashing your income in half will affect you. So we had to really be careful about it. And we said, okay, it looks like based on our finances, I could quit working for a year and we would be okay. So that was the original plan. And he's like, okay, great. You get to take care of the baby for a year. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm also starting a business. And he's like, 
yeah, but you're taking care of the baby, right? I'm like, yes, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm starting a So at this point, you find me with, you know, that newborn baby is now four years old, almost five. And yep. my first baby, when I first started making websites, I was in my first maternity leave break. He's now 10 years old going on. Wow. Uh, and now this is what I do. I'm a business coach and I, I'm independent and I manage everything with my kids. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I, it's funny because um, recently on the podcast, we had someone named Alexia Vernon. So anyone can go back and listen to that because she was really talking about speaking up as a woman and you are such an amazing um, just example of just understanding intuitively that something is not right, even though the rest of the world might accept it. And like, yeah, like let's move on. So tell us about Tell us about that time because there's people listening who maybe have small kids at home and are, have been thinking about how to start their own thing or they're starting their own thing. And they're like, wow, well, if she did it with a baby, maybe I can do it without one. So tell us about that journey in entrepreneurship and what happens that sure. year till now. So first of all, and I'm going to say this again, because it's really, really important. I didn't just decide to quit my job on a whim and say, you know, damn it all to hell. I'm just going to do my own yeah. thing. It was a very, very meticulous decision that took many years in the making, right? I had been since my first son, right? He's 10 now. So 10 years ago in my first maternity leave, I started something, right? I was trying to find myself. So I started making websites and making money and I kept my clients for a very long time. So I had already been thinking about, okay, if I were to do my own thing, what would that look like? Yeah. And there was no way for me to know that I would be doing this specific thing, like business coaching for entrepreneurs with a small audience. There's no way for me to have known that I would end up here back then. I was just right. trying new things. So when the time came, right? And I talked to my husband and I'm like, I can't go back. Like that, that doesn't sound like a good idea with having a newborn at home and commuting for two hours a day to a place that doesn't appreciate what they have. That's, that just doesn't sound like a good deal to me. We looked at our finances. That was really step one. And I remember because I wanted to quit on, on a Tuesday, because I did go back to work for a full week because I wanted to understand it. I like to have all the information, not to make decisions out of, you know, in the heat of the moment. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to analyze and see if this is something that I really want to do. And I remember going back for that full week and I'm like, I am committed to finding out if this is a job I want to continue doing. At the same time, I'm here thinking I want to quit, but I'm, I'm getting all the information and it's very possible that I could have come back that week and I would have said, you know what? This is not that bad. In fact, I went back the first day and I asked my new boss because they, they put in another boss between me and the C-suite. I wasn't reporting to the C-suite anymore. I went to my new boss and I said, I want to work part-time and I want to do it from home. And they said, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I, love that. I, I didn't think you were going to go for that. I ended up quitting the following week, uh, but I really wanted to give it a shot. I'm like, what is it that I want? What yep. would make this okay for me? So I went in with my offer. I want part-time and I want to do it from home. I did not expect them to say yes. Right. They said yes. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's happening. Uh, but I was there that full week. I got debriefed on the things that I needed to know. I understood what my job was. And by the end of the week, I said, not worth it. Yep. I, don't, I don't want to do this. Not even if it's part-time, not even if it's from home. I don't want I to do that. this anymore. I love that. Well, and so, I think the important piece of that for everyone listening is um, really continuing in motion, like continuing in action. Because I, I will respond. We, we talk a lot about intuition on this podcast and in our world. And so I am definitely not, I, I don't operate like that. I wouldn't have gone back and checked. But it, it re is really important that you got to a place where you weren't reacting and you weren't negative, right? So, and that's the way that you did it. You know, and in, and in my case, I would have done that. Like that would have been an intuitive thing. That wouldn't have been so methodical just because that's how that's how my brain works. Right. And and mine is like, and it's funny because you say that because I'm currently working with an intuition coach, with an intuitive yes. coach, because I'm yes. like, yes. I need more of that in my life. And she has kind of let me see that 
my intuition is fine. It's there. I just don't yeah. think of it that way. I Right. I, right. And you think right? you went back and did all the things. <laughs> exactly. I go back exactly. and I like do the homework, but my intuition was there and I, I tend yeah. to act on it. Just, I don't call it that, but like it seems yes. like that's what's happening. So, so yeah. So I, if anybody's going through that right now, I'm going to say the first step is to ask yourself, what is it that you want? I'm yeah. going to tell you, there is no question that is harder to answer than what do you want? Because if I were yeah. to ask anybody right now, what is it that you want? The first thing they're going to do is list out 10 things they don't want. Well, yeah, what I don't want is to go to a place that doesn't appreciate me. And what I don't want is uh, do something that I don't like. And what I don't, I'm like, okay, what do you want? So give it that so that you're, you're going towards something rather than away from something, right? You're not running away, you're running towards. So that was a really important thing for me to, to put in my head is that I'm not quitting out of spite, right? I'm not quitting out of this is BS and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not Joan of Arc, right? What is it that I want? Well, I want a job that is fulfilling. I'm going to tell you that if they had given me that promotion with the proper salary increase, I would probably still be there. Right. Mm. Like I like I want to be satisfied in what I do when that didn't happen. I'm like, okay, then what do I want? Okay, well, could I go back if it was part time and from home? Sure. But it's it turned out after that whole week of analysis. I think there's something better. Yeah. And that is to just not do this. So we spent the weekend looking through our finances until I was comfortable. Until I said, yep. Yes, we can do this. It's not breaking the bank. It's not going to break my marriage to just all of a sudden yeah. walk away from a high paying job and just do this. So that's what I would tell people to start. What do you want? And then do a little bit of analysis to make sure that not, nothing is going to fall apart because you decided to make a different decision. Yep. Awesome. So then what happened? Then, <laughs> then the roller coaster began because I had no idea what I was doing. I, I mean, I could see other people that had created an online course and they bought Facebook ads and now they're living a life that feels like a paid vacation, right? They are at the beach and it's all luxury and they just see the money rolling in and the signups on their inbox. And I'm like, that's a life I want. So when I first started, I didn't think of the work that would go into it. I didn't think of getting to know my clients. I didn't think of having clients. I just thought I'm smart. I'm resourceful. I am going to go ahead and create an online course and I'm going to back it up with Facebook ads and then I'm going to be rich. The end. How'd that go? (laughs) It didn't. It didn't go. I spent the first six months out of maternity leave, working on creating an online course. And, you know, this, the experience is going to be different from mom to mom, right? It was, I was very lucky that for my second boy, um, he was like, we slept, sleep trained, you know, early on. Right. So I knew exactly when he was sleeping and how long he was sleeping for. And I would get to work a lot. Like it was kind of like a dream scenario where I didn't feel so overwhelmed and so tired by everything. I just, worked until 3 a.m. and it felt great. And then he would wake up and I would feed him and then I would get some sleep. And I, that was my job. It's just to feed him, keep my keep my kids fed and alive, right? While I was working on this. So that was kind of my experience with doing it while he was. That's such a good example of how our brains can really get in the way, like, and, or help us. Right. And how our mindset can really help us. Yeah. Some people would be like, what are you talking about? You didn't sleep, but you loved what you were doing. So it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I could have gotten somewhere. I'm not, I was not having nine hour sleeps a night like that. But you felt in balance. And we talk a lot around here about how balance is actually a feeling over like, an actual state of where all the things are. So you felt that. Awesome. I I felt great about it. I I was like, I'm I'm living the dream. Yeah. And so I created that online course. And at the same time, I have I had a business coach. And one of the first things I did was hire a business coach and Mm -hmm. show me the ropes. And she kept telling me, Ina, how about Instead of doing this online course that you don't even, you haven't, she, it would blow her mind. She's like, you haven't even talked to anybody about whether that's something they want or not, right? Why don't you just help people like go out and get clients? I'm like, 
I'm smarter than everybody. I don't need clients. All I need is the online course and the Facebook ads and I'm rich, right? That was the formula. So I did create the online course. I did put it out and sold it. I did hire a Facebook ads agency to help me put ads behind it. Nothing worked. I sold all of four copies of that course, all discounted. And I never talked about that course again. So (laughs) that's around the time. So here we are like eight months into that first year. I'm still making websites because I needed the the income income into my business, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm still making websites to try to make this work. And um, then I heard from somebody very wise, have you thought about having clients, just helping people? The same thing my business coach had been telling me for six months, but this time I heard it differently because I had just failed miserably at my first try. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just give that a shot. And I did. And I, the first person to, person to sign up to work with me was somebody that I met in my very first corporate job. Um, we, we, they sat us next to each other because we had the same last name. Mm. And since then, we had kind of been in touch, but she saw everything I was doing on LinkedIn and she reached out and she said, I think I need what you're offering. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Any, like people need this? That was my very first client. And that was back in 2018. This was at the end of 2018. Um, and then I just, it, it, my message continued to change yeah. and evolve since then. Then I started to think, okay, so now that I have one-on-one clients, like what am I going to do? What is the path to scaling this? Uh, so I spent all of the next year working with a branding coach, right? Like, okay, how do I create a legacy brand? And that's when I started advertising myself in like reds and and yellows. And like, that's what was yeah. happening, like red and yellows. Um, and then advertising, okay, I'll teach you how to quit your job in one year. Right. And that was my message, helping people get out of their jobs. Then after I helped some people like create their website and create a business, I was able to turn that into a group program, which turned into a course. And by the time that I got there, that was like three years in the making. I decided that that's not what I wanted to do anymore. I decided that I don't want to talk to people who are in corporate anymore, trying to start a side hustle. I want to talk to entrepreneurs who are really thinking like, this is it. This is not just for pocket money. This is it. This is what they really, really want. And that's when I switched my branding from, you know, I'll help you quit your job to the global phenomenon, which is about the online coaching industry. It being this thing that makes it possible for us to do whatever we want, whenever we want, make as much money as we want with no ceiling, right? And that be our job. So that's when the Global Phenomenon podcast was born. That's when I started advertising my program to help people get clients with a small audience. And that that's what I spent all of 2021 and all of 2022 doing. And this was the first year that I really decided that what I had been doing for the past 12 months was something that I wanted to stick with. So I'm not saying that I landed on the thing that I'm going to be known for for 30 years, but I've recognized that it's a state of evolution, that every time that I learn something else or I I meet some other type of audience member, I will want to help them. I'll want to do something different. So who knows what this is going to look like next year, but that's exciting. That's exciting, right? Amazing. So so we attract in in the plan simple world we have a whole variety of people um but i find that a lot of our entrepreneurs um we have a lot of women i should say because we're all women um, but we attract a lot of entrepreneurs who actually have been doing their work for a long time so we attract a lot of healers and coaches who are like really coming from old school they've been and therapists like they've been doing their work for a long time. A lot of them have teenagers, not little kids. Yet the online world is slightly different. So your messaging around building that piece, making it easier with like a small audience, I think is going to be really appealing to them. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like what you what you're doing and how you're helping people um yeah. now and and maybe some tips you have for the, you know, we're always in plan simple, we're always trying to keep people in balance. So people who do a lot of energy work, sometimes like the marketing and the sales, like that, that really brings them out of balance. And so let's talk about how to make that a little bit more easeful um, for them. Uh, So first of all, let's talk about what is like, how do you translate a business that has always been 
in person, right? Like like therapies and like local businesses into the online world. There's something that they really need to understand. And that is that the online world is a lot more similar to the physical world than people are leading you to believe, right? Yeah, so, I love that. Because when you come online, the first thing that hits you is people with really large audiences telling you that the way to create a business is to have a large audience. So what do you do? You sign up for every possible course that will teach you how to market yourself to reach um, like a wider audience, right? And I did that. I signed up for every coach, every course, every program that would teach me how to grow my audience. And I was sinking a ton of money into trying to do that, into trying to grow an audience. But my audience wasn't growing. And I wasn't getting clients from that new, like magical audience fountain. Instead, if you looked at the, what, the things that were working in my business, it wasn't that at all. It wasn't the growing the audience. It was just the talking to people who had a problem and offering yeah. them a solution. So yeah. the only difference that I've been able to discern between the real world and the online world is that people are not being trained on how to start conversations online. It's very right. easy to do it, right? It's very easy to do it when you're in person. You're like, hey, what's up? I love your shoes, right? Oh my God, yeah, I got them at Payless. They were 25 bucks. Like, <laughs> it's so easy to start a, just a casual conversation with someone in person. Online is much harder, right? So that's what I go, basically, like, that's what I teach all day long because that's the, that's the main question people have is, how am I supposed to start conversations online? Uh, so for me, if I were to like impart anything to, to your audience of people who are coming from the physical world is to remember that all the skills that you have gotten over the years on creating relationships and helping people, that translates exactly to the online world. All you have to do now is learn how to start those conversations. It's not about growing the audience. It's about getting to know the audience that you already have and see what you can offer them. Does that make sense? I love, I love it. And I mean, it's all about, I think, making things simple. And that's just so simple, whereas the other feels complicated. And I think when, when, when things start to feel complicated, it gets us out of alignment. And then we can't talk to the people we know about the same thing that we would have yesterday because we're confu we confused ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of people, we, we all get cold pitched on DMs, right? Like we yeah. all get messages from people saying, hi, I saw that you are whatever. I saw that you're a coach. I teach this and this and this. And would you like to come to my masterclass or would you like to come and join my Facebook? Or like we get cold pitched all the time. So yep. all we have in front of us is bad examples of starting conversations. So right. the, the first block that we have to overcome is that the way that other people are doing it wrong is not the way to do we it. have to do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so well, imagine that. Imagine coming into the online world and getting messages saying that you need to grow your audience exponentially, otherwise you have no business, that you need to start conversations, but the only example you have is bad examples. Like No wonder the online world can seem so infuriating and not really right. work for people. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what it is that like, I, I've, I've found the sweet spot in. So I have, by the way, for everybody to know, like, I actually have a program where I teach this stuff. Yeah. Um, I call and the we program. will link to that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. We call the program Get Clients First because like everybody's like, grow your audience first. I'm like, no, no, no. You can just get clients right now whenever you want while you're growing the audience. So like, that's what we do inside the program. And I am actually, by maybe by the time that this gets released, I am very close to finishing a workshop. It's like a two and a half hour workshop on how to start these conversations. I want everybody to know like that is coming and I can send you the link to it. So you can link in the show notes. So everybody can know like there's you can go much deeper with this, but I'm going to tell you the things that are easy that work. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to divide it into three steps. Step one, do you know who your ideal client actually is? It's not just anybody who's following you. And when you think about them, do you know what their social media profile looks like, right? I can go to a social media profile, look at it and assess it and say, this person could be my ideal client. And I can look at some other profiles and say, no, that person is not ready for me. That person is not there yet, right? So for me, it, you might think, well, that's kind of easy because I talk to businesses. So I can look at their business account and I can see what they're doing wrong, what they're doing right. But for therapists, for people like that, um, you got to know 
if number one, does this look like a real profile? Right? Does this look like a real person? Um, a big objection that I usually get is, well, Ina, most of the people who follow me have private accounts. Ignore the private accounts from now. For now, like that's the advanced level of this stuff is dealing with private accounts. Focus on the public accounts that are currently following you, and start to get a sixth sense for who could be your ideal client. That of people that are already there. Like these are not like strangers. These are people who are already following you. Okay. The second step, once you've identified this person could be an ideal client for me. The second step is how do you start a conversation with them? What has been the low-hanging fruit for me is to not start the conversation, but instead to continue a conversation that they have started. And they could have done this through their stories. And I'm specifically talking about Instagram, but this could be in any other platforms. Okay. I look at their stories. I can look at their feed. I can look at what they have in their profile. So if they have put something out that I can pick up in a genuine way and say, this is something that interests me, I can reach out. I feel in my complete right and privilege to reach out and say, wow, that moved me or that that really touched me in a particular way, or I love it that you're doing that. How did you do that? Or, oh my God, you, you are in Disney World. I was just there three weeks ago, right? How are the lines today? So I like to continue conversations rather than starting new ones. And, the, and the third thing that is so important that everybody misses is that when we're getting to know someone, we don't pitch because how crummy would it be, Mia, if you and I are having a conversation and all that's on my mind is how can I introduce my offer so that she can sign up to work with me? <laughs> right, 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 of course. Like you would sense that energy. You would not. And this is what we sense when we get those messages, those cold messages, right? Even if they're like, so how are you doing today? Right. They're like, okay, where's the pitch? How many, how many things do we need to say for you to tell me what is it that you really want to tell me? It's like, state your business, right? We can sense that energy. But I'm telling you, I have conversations all day long with people on my followers list, and none of them are expecting me to like go with a jab, right? To be like, okay, now is the time for me to tell them my offer. Now is the time because we're just getting to know each other. I don't even know if they're my ideal client or not. I won't know that until they've checked out my content, until they've come to my masterclass, until they've, they've actually been, um, been exposed to my marketing and responded to it in a positive way. In fact, I've had people who have conversations with me who flat out tell me, Ina, I know I'm not your ideal client, but I love your stuff. Can I just still talk to you? I'm like, yes. So that's, where I, that's what I mean, that we've, we've just watched so many bad examples that it's time for us to create our own better examples and do things that feel in more alignment with us. So those are the, the three things I would tell anybody who's coming new to the online space. These are the three keys for you to start getting clients, even if you have a small audience. Well, and I think that's really interesting because, you know, we're also, you know, we're dealing with time here and how we're spending our time and, you know, what part of our life we're spending on our lifestyle and our health and our business. And, you know, I find that for women that gets really out of alignment really quickly because we go into business so we can be with our kids and take care of ourselves in the way that we couldn't before and blah, blah, blah. And then it all of a sudden becomes this really hard job because we think we need to do things like find a million followers, right. um, which isn't even true. And so um, it's interesting, like how, how you would actually spend your time differently in that scenario. So it's a yeah. lot less about, you know, there's definitely like the creating that marketing content, but it's like balanced with also having conversations with people. So it sounds like you might have, you know, even an hour a day where you're having conversations that has not like all you need is yourself and your ears and your heart and whatever it is that you do and how you respond. You don't even need to think of a clever idea of like what to share, right? You're just showing up, which is so cool. Yeah. And when you think about it that way, also the content creation for any platform that you're on, it's gotten so convoluted and, and people can spend hours and hours trying to keep their feeds alive. And like, just spend one day, like every two Mondays, okay? And just create 10 pieces of content. Each of these pieces of content, they don't have to be the, you know, the uh, 
you know, your piece of resistance, right? Like it doesn't have to be the most magnificent piece of content you've ever written. It just has to transmit the right message to the right person. Reuse past posts. At this point, I'm, I'm in such repurposing mode that I probably, I spent very little time creating content for my feed and I post twice a day, right? So Pick a particular particular set of content types that you can fill in. A really easy content type to do is something that looks like a tweet. If everybody has seen people posting on Instagram, oh, yeah. something that looks like a tweet. Some people think these are actual screenshots from Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I create these on Canva, which is an amazing yeah. tool that everybody uses to design stuff. So with that format, I promise you, if you just sit down for half an hour, you'll create five of those with a really important message in like, like I said, like no time to create five posts right there. So what is another content type you can create? Oh, it could be a great picture of you, a great picture of you and your family, a great picture of you and your dog, right? A great picture that you're just going to post by itself. And then just put a really nice, important message in the caption. Okay. That's not going to take you any time to write either. So if you create 10 of those, in one day, that right there feeds your feed once a day for two weeks. You don't really have to post on weekends, all right? Just like five weekdays, five weekdays, that's content creation one day every two weeks. And you spend the rest of the time getting to know the people that are reaching you, all right? And getting featured on podcasts, like get your message out there. That's your job to get the message out there. It's not to work for the app, to create content for the app. So I feel like that's where a lot of people trip up to that, you know, might might make them feel good to realize they don't really have to go to those Absolutely. to keep it. Absolutely. There. And like, I'll share personally that, 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 that idea of like, you know, people all the time are like, oh my gosh, wait, I stop. I need to write that down. Like people, like clients tell me that all the time. And then I, I sit down, you know, I used to sit down for those days. Cause I've, oh, I'm always, I'm a big time blocker. So definitely that idea that Ina just shared about just having a day for that is really important, I believe. Right. Um, and I used to sit down and be like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to share. Right. Like there's like nothing, even though, you know, I talk all day, I talk all day to clients, to people. And then I would sit down. So now like that, you know, here, Ina and I are talking and this is being recorded for you. And then it's being transcribed and there's like tons of nuggets from both of us in there. And, you know, and all the time now I'm just like, how can I just take things that I've already said? Like, I don't even need to think of it right now. I just need to make the quick thing. And so, yes, we just make things so unnecessarily complicated. Um, and it's kind of a defense mechanism, right? Because it keeps us, you know, it keeps us in in our equivalent of like, you know, being in that corporate jail for a long time. Like that's, that's how we that's how we keep ourselves small in this situation. Yeah. Um, and, and I want you to think about if you manage to get like 10 new posts for, you know, the next, I don't know, if you do just this for the next three months, let's say, right? You just take my advice, 10 posts every two weeks for three months. At that point, you can go back and start repurposing some of the posts you created in the beginning because the beauty, at least, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook is that it has a very short memory span. Yeah. Right. People don't actually remember the thing you posted three months ago. You can just come back and resuscitate it. Right. And just repost it. And that that right there cuts down on the content that you have to create. That's where you get to the point that I am posting twice a day without really creating any new content anymore. Uh, just keep repurposing and just create from inspiration. So it gets easier if you just put in the work up front. And it's not even that much work when you think about it. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing that I'll, I'll point out in what you just shared is, you know, the the commenting on other people and the creating of that content, like it's coming from that same energy of like, you know, how do I get into conversation? How do I, sh- what do I have to share? Who am I sharing it with? Um, it's really authentic. And the way that all those things work is that, you know, you're just showing that you're showing up. But then on top of that, if then you decide, you know, we're going to, we'll share with you Ina's amazing workshop. And so when she creates four posts for that and posts it on, you know, in between all the other things, those people will see it, right? Because that's just how it all works. So the the consistency is like about just staying in authentic conversation. And then when you have something that you want those same people to share or to see, um, they'll see it. Like they have more chance of seeing it. 
Exactly. And that's exactly how the machine works is if yeah. you're talking to the right people and they're looking at your account, you can use your account to promote your services. And if it resonates with them, they're going to sign up for them. It's, it's really, it can be that simple, but it requires a lot of consistency. And I saw a post yesterday by Vanessa Lau, who's another like, amazing coach, uh, where she said that we are, we always think that posting consistently is such basic advice, but really, we are confusing the word basic with the word easy because being yes. consistent is not easy, right? No, it's, it's um, just simple. It's, it's simple, simple, but not easy. Yeah, It's simple, but not easy. So the people that are following you right now, the way that you establish trust is by not going away, right? Yeah. If, you, if you decide, which happens to all of us, by the way, that one week we're really not feeling it and we're not feeling like showing up and we don't want to record stories and we don't want to post anything then our audience is going to notice the absence and be like, oh, she just posts whenever she feels like it, like she's not really there for me. So this is where I suggest taking that time to schedule your posts so that your being present for your audience and creating that trust with them doesn't fluctuate based on how you feel. I am somebody who suffers from depression and there are times that I do not feel like showing up and I will make the effort to show up on stories. Stories are like my thing. It's not everybody's thing. Stories are my thing. I will make the effort to show up on stories just to say one message. And maybe instead of doing 10 stories that day, I'll do one, right? Maybe like if my stories go empty, you know, I'll go and I'll, I'll repost something from my feed, right? So there are ways for me to keep that going, even while I'm still making, you know, taking care of myself and making myself feel better so I can show up more fully. But I can't just let my up and down emotions, which is what happens to me, I can't let that dictate how I show up in the business. The business has to be a lot stronger, a lot more consistent than my emotions normally are. I cannot expect that all of a sudden one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be perfectly regulated and I'm going to be perfectly in high energy all the time. I can't expect that. So I take measures for that. All of my stuff is scheduled. And that way I don't have to worry about that. I can still take care of myself. So don't confuse, like don't confuse having to be like needing some time for yourself with being quiet on social media. We all have a business and an audience that we're responsible for. So put the measures in there so that you can take your time, take care of yourself, nurse that depression that happens to me every so often. But at the same time, continue to have a presence. So there's ways for you to do that without just stopping everything in its tracks. Yeah, I love that. That's so important. To, that's so important and really supports that idea of, of time blocking, no matter what's, you know, what, right. what's coming up. And I will share that, you know, as I've said, time blocking is super important for me. And, you know, we talk a lot around here about how we're spending time. And so for anyone who hasn't heard me say that, like, if I have a content day, so one of the things I struggle with is I'm actually dyslexic. So writing for me, like I've written books, mm -hmm. but it's not, that is not easy. It's simple in the sense that I have what I want to say. I'm really good at structures. I'm really good at simplifying things, but the actual writing is kind of hard and depleting. So mm -hmm. on those days, like I have to be super set up in my body. I have to move my body. I have to have, um, I have to eat really well. Um, those are the days where I don't ever miss meditation. So it's like, there are things that are supporting us always in these activities. And I think a lot of times we think like, okay, like we're making content, we're posting content, we're doing this. But I, I, I think what both Ina and I are saying, which is so important is that there's these other things that we're nurturing along the way. And how you do that is going to be very different for everybody, Yeah, um, but needs yeah. to be done. <laughs> yeah. And you, you gotta, you gotta honor yourself, right? I will never come here and tell you, you just gotta push through and show up anyway. <laughs> like, I really hope that's not the message that is coming across. My whole point is what me I saying right now is the time blocking is the, what is it that you need to do so that your business doesn't stop when you feel like you need a break, right? Yeah. The business has to be um, a little bit more consistent and stronger than our minds will, will ever be. So what can we do to keep that going while at the same time honoring our feelings and doing some self-care when we need it? 
Awesome. I love it. And by the way, you all, Ina has an amazing um, download that we will share in the show notes that will help make those posts even easier totally. if you're a coach. It's a hundred engaging post ideas for coaches, but probably it's good for any entrepreneur. It's, it's really good yeah. for any entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just for yeah. coaches because I talk to That's coaches. You, it's like, yes, this yes. is for you. But really yeah. like any entrepreneur looking to create more lasting relationships through their content can, can take advantage of this. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I have, I have, I feel the need to tell you. So like, I think the other string that's like really going through your whole story, which I think is, is so um, important is this idea of, of staying in motion, but like in integrity. So like you just said, you would never tell anybody to push. So like, consistently staying in motion, but really in alignment, which is funny that like, you don't, you didn't think of yourself as intuitive because that to me, that's yeah. so intuitive. Um, right. Like, but staying in alignment, but, but keep moving and, and how that's led you to where you are today, even though, you know, when you quit, you might've had this web design business. And what's so funny is that how we know each other um, is through somebody who, who, you know, or how we originally knew each other. I had no idea what she was doing now until a few weeks ago, but, but is through somebody who became my business partner. And what happened to me is uh, it's funny also that I used to design websites, but I had just had, who had I just had? I think I had just had my first baby. Um, and right when I was nine months pregnant, I had gotten kicked out of one office because Harvard university had bought the office. And so I was like, you know, I think I was eight months pregnant and I was like, oh my God, I have to move now because once I have a baby, like nothing's possible anymore. This is what was going through my head because I hadn't had a baby yet. And so I found this office and we moved in and then, lo and behold, it brought me into labor and I had the baby like three weeks early. And then like five weeks later with this like little baby, um, I met this, this woman and she was telling me like how her husband was home and he was doing this stuff. And my like, my head was like, just going, like she was wanting him to like go to work. He had started a business. He was like making these things. And I was a web designer and she was telling me about her techie husband and it was the same person. And so I was like, oh, I have an office because I wanted to take maternity leave. So I invited yeah. him into the office and like he had a desk and he had an office and that's sort of like what started this whole thing that for him blew up. Wow. But it was all about me staying in integrity and like wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to have maternity leave and like wanting to stay. And, you know, eventually that led me to being a coach as well. But yeah. It's so funny how like that, just that thing of like consistently moving forward and then seeing what comes in your path and being able to respond to that. Yeah. And being open to whatever that thing. Yeah. Is, I mean, right. I mean, literally like I was at a party, you know, like with my boob hanging out basically, ah! like it's that, it's that beginning weeks. And I was like, oh, that's the guy. And I, like, so I'm like with this baby in my hand and I'm like, wait a second, do you build websites? Cause I have this website and this office, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, I, I think that's, that's really what the most important thing is. Cause we're all going to feel discouraged at one point or another and feel like, oh, the things are not working, right? Like when I finished six months of creating this magnificent, right. incredible online course that, by the way, was not easy to create. And it took me hours and hours of voiceover recording and of creating- At two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. It was not easy. But me to look back on it and instead of saying, well, that didn't work. And I don't think I can put myself through another failure like that again. It never even crossed my mind. Like I never even saw it that way. I was just looking at the future and just had a very clear vision of what I wanted for my life. I'm like, okay, so if that wasn't it, then what is it? And just keep searching for that in whatever way, shape or form that takes. So it's being, not being so stuck in our ways that we think that if this doesn't work, then scrap it. I'm going to have to do something else is we are where we're meant to be right now. So listen to your intuition, listen to where, is it that you, where you want to go and pay attention to opportunities to start to go in that direction and never stop until you reach the destination, understanding that that destination is a moving target. Yeah, that, absolutely. Right? That you will always have a vision for the future. There will never be a point where you're like, I'm done having a vision. The, the yeah, because by the time you get right there, up. you become somebody else, right? Because so like you, you were on this else. thing, but you didn't even know what a coach was at the time you quit, right? Like so no. then, so then you I, figured that out, and you're like, oh my gosh, I like this, and then right. you did your next thing, yeah. I I didn't think that was going to be going into coaching. Even as I hired my coach, I still didn't know what this coaching thing was, and right. I had no intention of doing it, uh, even while it was staring me right in the face, right? So I I would say just as long as we're moving 
moving in the right direction towards whatever vision we have at the moment and understand this is something I, I never say out loud because it's like very like woo-woo for me to say these things. We're, we're pretty woo around here, right? so go for it. <laughs> it's, it's just understanding that the journey is the destination. It's yeah. like, it's as long as you feel good every day about the thing that you're doing, where you're moving towards, then you're golden. There's never going to be a point where you don't feel like you're walk, walking towards something. So it's got to feel good right now so that it can feel good tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So that's the thing that I chase all the time. If something doesn't feel in alignment, then it's time to just stop and rethink and then see what I can do about modifying it. But the journey has to feel good. Otherwise, because like the destination is just an illusion. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was so good. Of and course. P- tell us where people can find you. Like, where is the best place? Because we all know now that we have to go get in conversation with Ina. So let's, yes. where should we do that? Is that on Send Instagram? me a DM. If you heard this, send me a DM and tell me that you heard it here in Mia's podcast. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm there all day every day, uh, even while I'm depressed, apparently, as I've just confessed, um, I'm there all the time. Um, you can find me at your engagement coach. That's my handle on Instagram. And if you would like that guide that we were just talking about, I sat down and I created, I wrote down 100 engagement post ideas and everybody can go and get it at 100postideas.com. That's 100postideas.com. And I'll see you on Instagram. But Mia, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Oh, good. Thank you for being here. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. And the thing is, is that the action, it doesn't have to be huge to create huge change. In fact, I have seen over and over and over again how the little things really do add up. And when we keep new things doable, we are so much more likely to move ahead, to keep taking action. So today's doable changes are particularly for all you entrepreneurs out there. Number one, identify your ideal clients. This is not about creating an avatar, which many of us have learned in business. It's looking at people who are following you, or maybe even people you are following, and see who feels like a good fit. Don't overthink it. Just go with your gut, go with your intuition, and then start a conversation and see where it goes. Some people may love what you do, but not be a great client, and that's okay. This is about finding matches and keeping it light. I love this as a doable change because it's not graspy, it's not attached, and I hope that you heard in Ina's voice how just filled with joy she is um, when she's talking about these concepts. All right, number two, continue a conversation. Instead of starting a conversation and wondering where to start and how to start and all the awkwardness at the beginning of a conversation, you can continue on somebody else started on social media. So maybe that means that you comment on a message that somebody posted about something. So don't think of this as like, I'm going to comment and get a client. This isn't about getting a client. It's just about having a conversation. How much lighter does that feel, right? If planning is about keeping things light so we can show up, can you see how it makes a big difference how you frame what you're going to do? All right, number three, create simple social posts. Pull a tip or a quote from something you've already written. Pick an image and write a great caption. Find a post you shared a while ago and use it again. Create five to 10 and schedule them. Again, so simple. And we can make it so complicated, right? All right. I love these doable changes for any of my entrepreneurs out there. And remember, the inclination is always to want to do it all, all at once. But really see if you can 
be discerning. Choose one. Really lean into it. Really make it happen. And once you feel you've done that, then you can move on to the next one. And over the course of a year, you will definitely start stacking all these. And I just can't wait to see what that does for your business. Again, if you want support, if you want accountability to do this, go check out Flow 365. I would love to work with you. I would love to partner with you. I would love to be the person and part of the group because it's not just about me there to help you really follow through with all the things that you're wanting to do in your business, but also and mostly maybe in your life. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 